0: fun begins. You were the chosen one. No, I will deal with myself. I am the podcast. And I'm all the Jedi. I got a bad feeling about this. I'm gonna do that one second I think we should just start with what you promised everyone to talk about. So yeah, Darth, is this, something tar- that, Jar Jar? this is something that you've talked about for a long time. So I've actually never heard you. I don't think so. This is worthwhile to hear.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You mean, the whole uh, point of why Darth Jar Jar is actually the master Sith that nobody even knows exists.
0: Yes. This is what I wanted to hear.
1: Yeah. So... Where do I begin? Where do I begin? Born a baby. (laughs) Let's, I I don't know. I can start like two different directions. Let's just start with, let's just start with George Lucas. Okay. Let's start, let's start with like George Lucas creating this character.
0: Okay. No, wait. Okay. So no, I don't, I don't, I don't like how this is starting, but um, is he, is he, is he a fool or is he playing a fool?
1: Hey, why does he act like an idiot? Yeah, I was eventually going to get there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he, I think we should
0: stop, so start somewhere there. I mean, George Lucas obviously created the character, but I'm uh, sorry, I stepped, on your, I stepped on your point. Let's hear it. George, all right, so I, I even wrote down some notes here. So there's that all famous quote that a, lot of,
1: a lot of people make fun of him for when he says, Jar Jar is the key to all of this. You ever remember that quote? Yeah, you I know do. that quote. Yeah, yes. he says, Jar Jar is the key to all of this. If you go back. And you actually look at a previous interview when George, uh, or Jar, when George Lucas is interviewed, he's being interviewed after, I think it's Empire Strikes Back, or possibly when he's being interviewed post Je- uh, Return of the Jedi. He meant he, he's talking about Yoda, right, and talks about how Yoda is kind of your quintessential uh, master of the universe that is seemingly unimportant at the initial meeting. Mm-hmm. But they realize after after all of a sudden done, they're the ones that were, you know, he was the guide. He was the master of the universe. He was the one to help guide our hero along their journey. So he says, <laughs> I can't, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not quoting him directly on here, but he says seemingly innocent creatures found on the side of the road that don't seem very important, but turn out to be the master wizard is what how he describes Yoda. Right. So you look at Jar Jar par- parallel that with Jar Jar. Qui-Gon discovers him on basically out in the forest, in the middle of nowhere.
0: Saves so, him from being run over.
1: Saves him being run over, right? He's seemingly innocent. He's an idiot. Comes across as kind of a town fool, right? Mm-hmm. And doesn't seem like he's very important at all. But as you watch him through, how does this idiot go from this you know, exiled stupid creature on the surface of Naboo to the, I mean, where does he go? He, he becomes. He becomes like a representative
0: in the Senate. Rep,
1: yeah. Well, but yeah, before that, he becomes a Grand General of his own People's Army during the Droid Wars.
0: Yeah.
1: So he becomes a, a, a Grand General in the army. Then he then he becomes uh yeah essentially a senator, and it's actually his guidance that actually even gets to the point of Palpatine being elected Supreme Chancellor, and sways Padme to go in the very beginning in episode one, Sway's her to even take him and Anakin and Obi-Wan and all the way back to Naboo, where they will fight Darth Maul, where the duel of fates takes place, where Qui-Gon's killed, and we start this whole rap where Anakin starts going down, eventually the path to the dark side. So, and and one of the things too, you have to pay attention to, as he's, I guess this is kind of post- Post episode one. So now we're into Attack of the Clone or, uh, yeah, Attack of the Clones and I guess Clone Wars as well, as well as Revenge of the Sith. Everywhere you see Palpatine and every scene, Palpatine's present, he is right by his side. Jar Jar is walking right behind him. So Jar Jar is always at his side. Even when Qui Gon's burial, when they're burning him <laughs> in effigy, or not effigy, <laughs> but when, they're, when they're burning him up, and it, during his burial ritual, he is also seen standing right next to Palpatine. They don't even know each other yet at that point, by the way, but he's standing <laughs> right next to him. Okay. So I'm just saying, very coincidentally, he seems to be around everything, right? The other thing that they play on is the whole Sith, you know, there's always a master and apprentice, never one, always two there are, right? They yeah. so always keep thinking, oh, well, it's it's Darth Maul's the the... You know, he's the master nope no he's not there's somebody else right well if you continue if you pull that thread right it's not dooku no there's a there's another one right then you finally think oh it's palpatine right well if you keep pulling that thread somebody's got to be telling palpatine what to do right so i'm not even making the case that he's a i'm making the case that he's the master Sith. he's the big one and control all of this so the why does he act like an idiot probably like you asked earlier so like i think it's in the same way again kind of like what yoda yoda did to, to luke early on right Yo, if you watch the initial scenes with yoda mm-hmm. the dude is this like fumbling bumbling mumbling seemingly creature of low education right when it's he first meets low. luke right yep. i mean kind of like almost like on the verge of psychosis now granted being Stranded on a planet like Dagobah for who knows how many years before Luke finally comes around could probably do that to you too, but I digress. Mm-hmm. I think that that his act of stupidity or idiocracy, if you will, allowed it him allowed him to shroud himself among the Jedi. Okay. Without them, without them realizing it was a Sith. Also, a couple of things. <laughs> when when he first. So I, I actually pulled this up a little bit this morning. Wasn't exactly working full time today. It was I was watching some Star Wars. Yeah. But I watched episode one when they first meet him again. Finds him along the woods, right? And when he leads them down to the Gungan world, right? Have you noticed how he enters the the water? With the flip. With a twenty With foot jump and the a flip, flip. And, flip yeah. and scream, yeah. With a twenty foot jump and a flip. Who are the only characters that we've ever seen in Star Wars do something like that? So you're saying he has Jet, the... Jedi, Jedi, and Sith. He has he has physical capabilities that allow him to jump 20 feet tall, 20 feet high, do a barrel rolling, <clears throat> you know, backflip into the water. Okay, somehow we all missed that one. <laughs> I was like, okay, this guy's got some kind of enhanced abilities, right?
0: So Ooh, I see, can't I wait. Know. I can't wait to poke some holes in here, but I don't hear you keep going. All right, so
1: let's see. Um, I got a couple other notes here. Um, if you really want to go deep, and I, I, have to, I pulled this one from another piece of uh, analysis that I was reading online on the Reddit feed. Yes. So think of all the droids he kills. Think of his body count, if you will, right? In the Gungan War, any, any skirmish he's been in. Think of how many countless droids he's killing by acting stupid. Right? Like, it seems like, again, he's this mumbling, fumbling fool, right? Oh. Uh, well, he has quite the body count racked up when it comes to the droid, you know, the, the clone wars. So, and if you go to... And I know this is a reach. Don't laugh at me. Or you can laugh no, me
0: at I, I'm going to laugh regardless. He so. goes,
1: <laughs> Obi-Wan in A New Hope says there's no such thing as luck. He doesn't believe in anything called luck. So... How does a character like this just seem to be so lucky throughout all these battles and survive, and all the while just
0: rack up piles and piles and piles of droids on, under his belt? Okay, I can't really laugh at that point He's, because it, it, he did—he did say there is no such thing as luck, and the entire prequels retconned the holes of the uh, the original the uh, original trilogy. So, therefore, he is actively actively Love destroying me. droids yeah 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 okay exactly exactly so he's doing I'm, what they did in come, come like, to the dark uh, side matt come to the dark Side. he's doing what they did in like usual suspects or what's the one with kevin spacey where he pretended to be lame and he was the killer what's that what was yes. that movie um it's the usual suspects
1: it might have been i don't know we're recording late my mind's not all there it could be. I will have to look that one. Yeah, up. it's the, the usual suspects. Is it? Yeah. Well, my my also my other thought too is all the all the Jackie Chan movies who grew up watching, right? The, I mean, one of them is called Drunken Master, where he uses that form of fighting, where it looks like he's stumbling, mm-hmm. but he keeps he he hits people, and he takes people down, like that's that's an actual fight, that's an actual fighting style. So we okay. know George Lucas, he modeled all of the Jedi moves after all types of form like Asian martial arts. So, you know. Could have even included that one when he was creating Jar Jar. Again, the key to everything as he coined it.
0: <laughs> so. Okay.
1: One other thing.
0: I'll give you credit when credit's due. I, the yeah, the yeah. Obi-Wan quote deserved you being, okay, that's a solid like, point. It is a bit of reach, but <laughs> I had to go there. Okay, All right.
1: all right. Another thing I also noticed in episode one. You'll find a lot of times when Jar Jar is around Qui-Gon, he mocks him. Jar Jar mocks Qui-Gon. I know Qui-Gon sends. <gasps> yeah. So that, that's a perfect example. When he when he does that with his tongue, he actually does that in front of Anakin. Right. Maybe could be teaching Anakin not to really respect your elders, especially your Jedi masters. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of kind of subverting any training that he's about to receive from the Jedi's, right? Also, when they're in the the underwater, I forget what I don't know what that that vessel is called. City. Uh, yeah, but the Gungan submarine when they're when they're escaping all those yeah,
0: predators. Gungan City, yeah.
1: Um the uh he says uh Qui-Gon says something like oh, the force will guide us. And he goes, like, Oh yeah, super fancy the force. Like he like, so he mocks the force even, or he mocks his ability with the force. Right, so just just remember that. So he's you know he you know, he's he's uh he's I, yeah. he's slowly I he, subverting. I think he knows things. I think he knows things.
0: So and he and he keeps calling Anakin Annie, which makes him feel like a you know less of a man, and then that causes him to go to the dark side together as well. Right? This is this for or heading.
1: or or mind you, maybe a secondary father figure calls him with by a yeah by a. A loving name, or
0: right? or he's drawing name. on his knowledge of Stephen King novels. And Annie Wilkes is the bad woman from Misery who breaks Paul Sheldon's ankles. So this is all tying together. I really feel this coming <laughs> think, together right now.
1: I think that breaks the breaks the fifth wall or the oh, know, fourth oh, wall. Oh shoot! I, okay. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So all right. What? All right. So something I want to actually ask you about. Yeah. Do you have an answer for why the hyperdrive broke? when they escape Naboo. The shield generator breaks, yes, right? And that's when we first meet R2-D2 in episode one, right? When they escape the Trade Federation blockade, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He fixes the shield generator, but all of a sudden, the hyperdrive's down. That's why they have to stop in Tatooine in the first place, where they eventually run into Annie. Why does the hyperdrive go down? Only person down there in the bay where all the droids were was Jar Jar Binks? R2D2 uh, even 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 runs into him as he's looking at something off I camera. Know the, I know off- the
0: shield went down, but I thought the hyperdrive was damaged in escaping Naboo as well because they didn't jump when they escaped the blockade
1: because they couldn't. But did, did they did they say? I don't remember him saying must it must have been damaged in the, in the escape. So again, we don't actually have an answer to why the hyperdrive is down. Not an okay. official one. So again, I'm just
0: I'm throwing some I'm throwing some things to question your uh your belief in the Jedi. <laughs> okay, so I you were mentioning Yoda earlier. Yeah. And I I don't know what it is but I've grown with such Yoda disdain. <laughs> Recently, like i am reading the books, I rewatched Rebels, you know, watching the prequels again, it's like this dude is like a pompous ass you know and and he's but he he suffers from hubris like more than you ever could he he considers himself the righteous one the wise one and yet he still falls into this he he doesn't right notice of the rise of the sith and he doesn't recognize Mm -hmm. you know like all these different things he didn't recognize that this jedi were taking matters in his own hands he was against qui-gon when qui-gon's the most true jedi there is you know, like it's, it's just, and he, and then, you know, like he let Maze Windu walk all over him when he's the leader of the council. And then when, and then when Luke goes and trains with him and on Dagobah, Dagobah in episode two and three, he still holds on to the same hubris that he, you know, believed in the first time he's too old. I can't do this. He's too attached. And it's like too much of his father in him. And it's kind of like a lot of Anakin's failures. I I literally have written on my notes Yoda disdain. Well because like I'm like I don't like I'm in like my soap I'm using right now, I'm using the Dr. Squatch, you know, wisdom wash, which is the Yoda flavor. They're not a sponsor, but like I'm like I'm like scrubbing my God, body with <laughs> I'm scrubbing my body with, with such disdain. like disdain and ilk. I'm like, oh, like this guy, like, like why does everyone like him? Because he talks weird, you know. But well, I went I, I went down some rabbit holes on that as well. But well, um, to, to be fair, they did
1: retcon a lot of this right after the original trilogy. But to your point, you would have thought that he would have been humbled with the whole creation of the Empire and his exile, right?
0: it's his fault
1: not none of that would have been possible if he was seeing clearly the 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 plot of the sith it it
0: is but to be like i thought about this too like darth maul was the first sith besides obviously dark jar jar but like um darth maul was the first sith they faced in a thousand years and how old is yoda 900 some years like Yoda's whole ex- existence has never had a all the Jedis on the council never had a Sith encounter before. And yet, and, and yet, you know, yet like they act like they know what they're looking at or they know. So they, like they know when the, the Sith were defeated for. a thousand years ago, it's like Yoda came in and created this version of the Jedi that are just foot soldiers and super powerful foot soldiers.
1: Well, quite, well, and quite frankly, political tools. If you think about it. They're used for all the skirmishes. They send Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan for negotiations. They're a political tool. They're political mm-hmm. muscle to quite, quite physically end skirmishes or end anything that is against the Republic.
0: They're like diplomatic representation. And yeah, at the same Ag- time, it's like- Aggressive negotiators. <laughs> that's what, isn't that what Padme says? This is aggressive negotiation. I think, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly which but, sounds
1: which sounds very diplomatic and friendly when you're the one wielding a lightsaber but right. like put yourself into somebody else's on the other side of that table like yeah we can't say no to these guys they'll literally kill
0: us well like, it's like you see how like the um the uh trade federation the vice R- vice roy gunroy or what's his name vice roy yeah, vice, oh. vice gunroy mm-hmm. like they they sent jedi oh oh, oh crap like what, what are we supposed to do like cold yeah. firm, yeah. You know, Sidious yeah, is like cold firm.
1: They closed the blast shield door <laughs> to keep them out. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, yeah. So, I don't. When you mentioned Yoda, though, my I, I skin crawled because I wanted to talk about that. I just like, like, yes, he's green, and like maybe Grogu's a dick too. We don't know yet, but like, like,
1: like Yoda's not that great. Well, and I don't know about you. But I feel like and and I think it's different in other cultures, and I don't think it's really here in America, but like we typically with age comes wisdom, but also I would I would argue a, a material amount of that wisdom stems from humility and stem and stems from ex- life experiences that have humbled you, right? I think that's like what pisses me off. Like he hasn't changed. But well to your point, 900 years, the guys this Pompous throughout the whole time. Like, yeah, I mean, because again, I'm, I'm I'm like you Yoda was never my favorite to begin with, but it wasn't like I was like, oh man, like he's but he's badass, you know. And like you said, like the more you actually like delve into again, the hubris is kind of the perfect word to use of the Jedi Council, and who's the head of the Jedi Council and who's guiding all of their decisions ultimately, it's Yoda. And yeah. they have the wall pulled under. I mean, think about this. Pa- you know, they're walking around literally within six feet of Palpatine the entire time throughout the Clone Wars. Years, years involved in the Clone Wars. Within six feet of Palpatine, essentially, at, at multiple points throughout throughout the tenure of that, before, before Order 66. And they never once get a whiff that he might be the, the, the chancellor might be the the Sith Lord they've been looking for. Like, yep. so I mean, how off can you be? I mean, it's, it's kind of like it would it, it, like the history books should recall that as like one of the greatest failures in like core planet
0: history <laughs> or whatever you want to call I it. Mean, at least the, at least the Jedi, the Jedi text. <laughs> and, Jedi, and Jedi lore. And like, so I think I told you um, before, but since we're now recording things so palpatine had was very specific in having the separatist army being droids because jedi are it would cause the jedi to be less apprehensive about destroying them and using the lightsaber or and more, more apprehensive no the less apprehensive they, they would they would, they would be, well I guess the droids, droids. yes
1: but If they're be, humans they'd be more apprehensive
0: Like humans are not supposed to really pull their Weapon unless threatened or and Very rarely do you, they actually use their lightsaber On somebody so he had a Droid army where these guys are just mowing down Droids and then they start becoming Generals and they start restructuring But it's like also like the thing that made me upset about I forget where I was like I don't know what I was watching Or reading but like d has created a, a, a Clone army because Yoda essentially told him no. no Dooku, yeah. Dooku left because Yoda essentially told him no. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, Yoda essentially said, I'm a better Jedi than you. You're not a Jedi. When Dooku was obviously... We're learning. I'm, I'm reading the Dooku book next, but um, the Master and Apprentice book that I've been reading talked about how Dooku was just more... He was into the... The, the prophecies of, the, of And so is Qui-Gon, the prophecies of the Jedi And learning about what these Symbolisms mean and what true power is And connection to the Force, whatever I'm, I'm digressing, but um, then, then in the last Jedi When Luke burns down, the, or the Lightning strikes, he makes the lightning strike It's like, all of a sudden, all's good With Yoda, like, yeah, don't pay attention to this stuff But also, it's like, Luke was Trained by Yoda, so Yoda's Installation of what the Force Is, is still like king and supreme
1: yeah no i was actually gonna it's funny you you were gonna even brought that up because i was gonna say you know another good example of this is when he torches the jedi temple the jedi text and luke's freaking out and basically yoda's saying like it's okay like these those are those are meaningless like you know the force you know you gotta you know but at the same time it's like that goes against everything yoda ever taught him and everything yoda ever believed in while he was alive like what does, does Force ghost Yoda continue to mature and gain wisdom throughout eternity? Like I, I or he, you know, I guess because he's becomes one with the Force that he understands it all. But like at the same time, it's totally countercultural to who he is. I, that, that's one of the big contradictions I found in the new in the new trilogy. And like, like this doesn't make sense.
0: In like book of Boba Fett, where was his Force ghost when Luke chooses? Tells Grogu to choose between being a, loving the Mandalorian or becoming a Jedi, or oh, the, the Jedi, why did he pop in there? And be like, oh, wrong you are, uh, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. choosy. No, he has not have to. Like, like, I don't know. Like, I, you know, like uh the Yoda, Yoda character is just kind of is frustrating to me. Uh, I don't well, know. And I
1: think I think part of it is like I said, like culturally here, you know, it, you know, in the real world, everybody loves Yoda, and yet the more you find out, he's actually the. Cornerstone, for lack of a better word, and even a better metaphor, he's the cornerstone of the collapse of the Jedi. I mean, like, he was at the helm. He was at the helm for
0: centuries. Him. Yeah, yeah. He trained almost every single Jedi in his wrong interpretation of the Force. And that's what. That's what you know. Like, I don't know. And then <laughs> reading I mean, these may- book, reading these books, man, are are causing me problems because it's like. Emperor Palpatine had a better grasp of the force than than any of the Jedi did.
1: Well, this goes back to like our previous conversation where I'm saying I'm not saying the Sith were right. What I'm saying are the Sith had a point, right? And and Palpatine, but what part of what Palpatine used to get Anakin, right, to start to start gaining a foothold into Anakin was saying there are many ways and abilities in the force. But the Jedi don't teach you. Right. And it's like that's where I think that there's a and again, because of the dogma that that of the Jedi and the Jedi Order and the Jedi Council, it, it was so restrictive. Yeah. That they it, it allowed for these footholds to even be had.
0: And, and yeah, and also also too. So I, I saw somewhere too. That said, you know, the prophecy of Anakin Skywalker is to bring balance to the force.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When Qui-Gon found Anakin, there was over a thousand Jedi and no Sith. Like, what does balance even mean to the force? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, you know, this, the scale was too light-sided to where to bring balance would actually bring the dark up. That's
1: actually a good point. Well, and also like- I've
0: never looked at it that way.
1: <laughs> and I know that like the, you know, cause I, you and I were kind of like going down that rabbit hole, looking at some of the Knights of the Old Republic uh, trailers for some of those games. But I mean, yeah. What is balance when you basically wipe out an entire religion, a religious sect of the universe and all of its followers? Like just cause it's a threat, it's a threat to yours. So, I mean, again, granted, they seem like overall, they're still pretty bad dudes, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, and who made, who made the, you know, I guess the, the rule of two actually was generated by them eventually anyways. So they started whittling themselves down.
0: I think but, the rule, I think the rule of two is kind of like China's hundred year plan where yeah. it's like, you know, we're going to slow the one child policy no not the one child policy but the hundred year plan where it's like we're going to make the whole world dependent on us to where oh, we're going to yeah. be economically unstable for power but we're going to we're going to take the our, our punches on the chin you know up until you know the point when we're ready to turn the scripts on everyone i mean yeah. the sith are kind of doing the similar thing you know so in the dogmatic the- view that the jedi are the people on the right side of things
1: um, that's That's what I was gonna wondering too, is in the new trilogy, something that did make sense to me too was when Ray is with Sidious in that temple with him. And there's those the the, he's they're basically in a Coliseum of sorts, right? And there's all those people cheering. Are those Sith that have been lying in wait? Like, or what? Like, because they seem to be obliterated pretty quickly. Were they spirits? I, I don't understand exactly what all those bodies were you know those
0: people were so he's so sidious said i am all the sith and Mm -hmm. then ray responded with like we have in our intro i am all the jedi and you hear the you hear the um the voices of the fallen jedi i think that the people in the um stands are sith from all time it you know like their ghosts like coming together through palpatine like palpatine's channeling all of them would be my guess
1: okay, okay. but all right because like I, I looked at that and i'm going well yes yeah, so i guess they just they those are physical representations of what he what he was embodying i guess yeah but, but
0: they never actually have faces on the people in the crowd you know it's like it's just like unfaced bodies that are making noises and then you have yeah and you have the actual speaking voices of all the popular uh, jedi in the in the series and whatnot um which quick side note like everyone wants qui-gon to show up like liam neeson to show up in the obi-wan series but i think rebels not rebels i think clone wars clearly dictated that qui-gon's just a you can hear him but you can't see him like he didn't master it all the way Mm -hmm. so i think his voice will be in it
1: well remember in revenge of the sith when obi-wan's talking to yoda 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 discusses that with obi-wan saying your mat your previous master has learned to commune with us Mm -hmm. but but again in, in the clone wars though yoda goes to complete that training with those, you know, Eternals, or those, you know, those terrestrials. Yeah, then it, when he right? fought,
0: after he fought Dark Yoda, or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, after he fought his dark side. Yeah. And so, but again, that that had to have taken place before Revenge of the Sith. So, or or having right before Revenge of the Sith, the events. Right. So, but, so I think that's kind of where
0: So there's a deleted scene. When,
1: when he, when Yoda gets exiled to Dagobah, I think that's where he completes that training. Because that's what I say, I, I need to go to a planet that will take me further in this study.
0: That actually it goes I actually uh, went down this rabbit hole myself. Um, but there's a deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith where Qui-Gon reaches out to Yoda and speaks to Yoda with, right before Obi-Wan gets picked up by Bail Organa. So mm-hmm. that scene right before Yoda says I'll teach commune with him I will teach you. Um mm-hmm. He has a conversation with Qui Gon, and then Qui Gon says, "I am one with the Force." And blah, 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 blah. so, uh-huh. there's a deleted scene. Uh, I, I, went, I found that out. But um, yeah, I don't know. But but kind of sorry, we got off topic of Darth Jar Jar. I mean, do you have any other? I so no. Those are kind of the main. No, those are kind of the main points, really. I mean, there's there's some
1: more that I've actually researched and I'm like, yeah, I, I aren't really. I wasn't really buying into, but um again i just i i think that the incredible you know i'd say the magnitude the severity of the backlash to jar jar in episode one
0: potentially
1: changed how the last two movies were written and directed Hmm. i wouldn't have been surprised and again maybe it's something that lucas will take to his grave but i would love to be like you know if I ever caught him at a bar I'd say just I have one just, just one question for you was Jar Jar meant to be more or was he meant to be the, the antagonist of the story and just see if he said yes or no yeah I don't even know even if he even if he gave me a non-answer I'd be like just thrilled
0: <laughs> I love how I love how if you'd meet George Lucas your one question would be about Jar Jar Bings. hell yeah <laughs> Uh, Uh, Well,
1: and 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 maybe for a good word to be an extra in one of the next Star Wars movies.
0: Yeah, of course. In the uh, in the Thrawn standalone movie. Yes. Yes. No, I
1: think. Again, I I I think that again, I think that the backlash to Jar Jar as a character, people hated him so much. I think potentially, I think he chickened out, and I think he was like, "We're gonna just rewrite this. We're gonna make this something else."
0: Well, I know. We'll have to figure it out. Um, well, there you have it. Darth Jar Jar. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram. Tell me is,
1: how wrong or right I am. Tell me yeah, how tell, wrong yeah, or tell right us, I am.
0: Tell us how, uh, if, if uh, the ability to speak means you're intelligent or uh, <laughs> let us know if he's on to something. Um, I've definitely put that to the test tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's uh, at I am underscore your podcast for instagram and i am your podcast on twitter all right we'll talk again soon